0: um guys gals and non-binary pals thanks for joining us today uh my name's leaf
1: Uh, my name is Tess
0: and you are listening to the same team you all podcast uh this is a podcast where two librarian geeks talk about why we're all on the same team a couple once every couple of weeks And, (laughs) and we do that by talking about uh important life lessons we've learned stuff that we're loving and uh other assorted things Tess, it has been a while. How is life treating you?
1: Oh, it's it's uh it's okay.
0: <laughs> you know what? I think I've had that kind of week as well, man.
1: Yeah, I I think like we're all having that, like, it's okay <laughs> feeling these days. Oh my goodness. Are Let's just have
0: ready? a moment of silence for everyone. <laughs> yeah yeah it wouldn't be an episode if i didn't ask you can hear me okay
1: i can hear you fine
0: <laughs> yeah do i sound okay
1: yeah you sound okay.
0: great
1: how do i sound
0: okay <laughs> you actually sound a little quiet but i don't know if it's something to do with my headphones or not so okay anything it could also just be the patriarchy is keeping you down The constant thrum of the patriarchy makes your voice more quiet.
1: Tess, you're sounding very oppressed this evening. (laughs) Yeah,
0: are you feeling it? Yeah, no,
1: I don't. I don't feel oppressed. I'm feeling happy to be talking with my friend Leaf on our podcast, where we uh, always begin each episode with an inspirational quote. And today's inspirational quote comes from the OG Emily Dickinson. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh and it goes like this <clears throat> if i can stop one heart from breaking i shall not live in vain if i can ease one life the aching or cool one pain or help one fainting robin unto his nest again i shall not live in vain emily mfn dickinson i don't
0: know if we can hear I always think this makes the mics go out, but I'll try it lightly.
1: I heard that there was a snap go. there. Yeah,
0: there we go. You think she heard that wherever she is?
1: I hope so. I hope so. I really like uh, this quote from her because, like you said, Leaf, um, we're all just feeling kind of okay these days, and um, and maybe that's okay maybe like we should focus on the things that are that are just going okay Mm -hmm. instead of kind of worrying about the things that aren't going perfectly and you know the examples she gives of like her life not being in vain is literally one if one heart doesn't break if one robin gets back to their nest if if you know there was one pain that i helped soothe then then everything's okay really like I I did it we did it and so I I really dig that that quote from her Emily
0: Emily Dickinson can I tell you a secret about Emily Dickinson
1: please tell me actually
0: it's a secret about me and Emily Dickinson
1: oh okay what's this
0: (laughs) don't let any librarians know I've (laughs) never read a single Emily Dickinson book
1: (laughs) that's okay I mean I know I there are some crimes, quote unquote, for which you feel your librarian card might be taken away. And (laughs) some may consider that one, but you know what, man, there's so many books and so little time for which we are conscious on the planet Earth. So Mm. if you haven't gotten to it or you haven't gotten to it yet, that's okay. But at least you've heard one quote from her. (laughs) I have. (laughs) I
0: have, yeah. That was an excellent quote. Thank you. Very cool. Are you ready to talk about some stuff that we love? Oh, absolutely. I know. I've been looking forward to this. Here it is. This is the stuff
1: that we love. We love this is the stuff that we love. We love
0: it so much. Here, wait, real quick. Let's talk about this, man. Life, right? <laughs> you and yes. I. So here's here's the deal. I'm incredibly excited to talk about these stuffs that we love, but man, sometimes you just gotta take a moment and like sit, right?
1: I get it, I get it. Why don't you go first, though? As soon as you've composed yourself and you're ready, go ahead and tell me a stuff that you're loving. <sighs>
0: If we, uh, real quick, if we have any new listeners, this is the part where we talk about stuff that we love so that we uh, focus on the positives instead of the negative, just like our good girl, Emily Dickinson. Who knew? Um, also, if you enjoy this podcast, please read or review or subscribe us. These are things that most podcasters say at the beginning or all the time. Uh, we mostly say it when we remember every fourth or fifth episode, uh, but please give us a positive text review. If you believe that it's true and, uh, and subscribe. Um,
1: You know what, one, another thing that we only forget that we only remember to do like every four or five episodes is um, that great theme song that you heard at the beginning of our podcast is composed by the one and only Guy Dudman, a fantastic human being, and co-host of the twin peaks podcast it's happy hour in france if you want to go and check that out uh twin peaks news would you like a little twin peaks
0: news i heard some sad twin peaks news. yeah
1: julie cruz passed away she Mm -hmm. was the uh the chanteuse in the roadhouse for many an episode of twin peaks so r.i.p julie cruz and on that note (laughs)
0: <laughs> sorry about some stuff we love, <laughs>
1: stuff we, love. we do love julia cruz
0: we do um,
1: yeah and and what else do we love please?
0: um well i love it when my friend tess sings the song that she famously sings in twin peaks because i know you know all the words i don't i would i would sing it if i had if i knew the words but i don't just a little bit just give me a little hair weight um <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the Roadhouse, I uh, present to you, Julie Cruz.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, this is a lot of pressure on me. Are you Um, looking it up? Yeah, I just want to get, because, like, I I feel like Julie Cruz's music is kind of more of, like, a a mood than a, uh, than, you know, just straight music. And so I want to, like, I just got to get into the mood here.
0: Do, do like, a five-second riff. In honor of Julie Cruz, Julie Cruz, if you're listening, this is for you, Julie.
1: Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Jump to the chorus. Fall. Mm. Anyways, that's a really poor rendition. You should go and listen to her music. If you're listening to this and you're like, I hate when Leaf and Tess talk about Twin Peaks. I have not watched the show Twin Peaks. I purposely did not listen to your same Peaks Y'all podcast. That's fine, but you should still give Julie Cruz a chance. Um, I know with Stranger Things season four being out, uh, a lot of new fans are being introduced to Kate Bush a wonderful singer um, from a few decades ago that I feel is very underrated. And one of her songs is featured in season four of Stranger Things and people are getting into her. I feel like people also need to get into Julia Cruz. She's another underrated, amazing vocalist. Check her music out. Yeah.
0: Okay. So my first stuff that I'm loving. That was a that was a Julie Cruz minute. Is um, hmm, how do I start this? This is tough for me. Okay. This is tough. Um, so I'm gonna start by saying I don't know how or what form it will take, but you and I will probably start a podcast about this thing because I went on a strange and wonderful journey with you and recorded how many episodes of St. Peak's Hill? bunch it was a bunch it was a bucket three buckets worth of episodes (laughs) and I didn't know anything about the show so I was like let me take this blind link with you and it was very exciting and it was an incredible journey and then I was like you know what I bet my friend Tess she I don't want to say owes me one but like I got I got like a (laughs) blank check now um okay so let me do this this one is and I I uh I told you this so so listeners I got a chance to have breakfast with Tess IRL and our good friend Elizabeth at the old uh, Bob of the Evans It was incredible and I kind of told her that the stuff that I'm loving is is a big deal because I have a an obsessive personality where it's like oh I'm into dinosaurs now let me watch every dinosaur thing or something and this in this thing my uh darling wife has told me this is this is getting out of control this is getting out of control Wow. Um, I'm tired of waiting three hours every night to watch one show with you because you're busy with this other thing. So just real quick. So let me tell you this story. There's a there's a 15-year-old who lives out on an island all by his lonesome. And there's all these little animals around. Do you know where I'm going with this? Oh. And there's these little bunny rabbits and these little squirrels and stuff. And then one day he sees, instead of bunnies and squirrels, all these uh, robots running around and he finds out those bunnies and squirrels and little penguins and little walruses are put inside the robots and they're being used as batteries to power the robots and this little 15 year old decides you know what this world needs a hero and so he starts running because that's the only thing he knows how to do and he starts rolling and he starts spinning and he spins so fast he turns into a razor blade <laughs> you you got it and he Chops through these robots. No, this guy, this, this, this kid, this hero, all my life. If you had talked to me on the playground when I was a kid, I would be like, F this guy, he's the worst. You know who's better? Mario's better. Nintendo's better. Sega stinks because I'm a Nintendo boy. And now, years later, my eyes have opened, and I'm on the Sonic, I'm on the Sonic train, baby.
1: So Sonic the Hedgehog is the stuff you've been loving.
0: (laughs) Sonic, so so this is where it started. I've always just real quick. I've always had this like like Sonic's like the cool kid across the street, and you're like, oh that kid's cool, but I'm gonna hang out with the guy I know, this mustache plumber. Yeah, he's always been there.
1: Yeah, you know what? These commercials, all reliable,
0: all reliable, all Mr. Reliable. And these commercials with, I don't know if you remember this, in the 90s, the Sega commercials were very aggressive. They used to say, Sega Sega. does, what? Sega. Yeah, Sega. And also, Sega. When Freya was little, when she was first born, we used to go, Freya. And then we go, Freya. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know if you remember these commercials. They used to say, Sega does what Nintendo don't. (sighs)
1: Oh, Shots Fired. Shots
0: Fired, that's right. And I was like, nah, man, nah, man. So Sonny was like this cool kid across the street and I'm like, no, 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 no. And like, I know of him and I've seen him and he looks cool and he runs fast, sure. And then I saw the movie with my mom, the last movie I saw before COVID shut down. And I was like, oh, was a pretty good movie. And then I saw the newest movie with Rayo, and something clicked, something clicked, something deep inside me clicked. And I was like, this is... A GD hero who has thirty years of games and and lore and so real quick games and comic books and TV shows and music. My God, the music and uh, fan fiction and fan art and really sexually charged stuff Uh-oh. deep down in the bowels <laughs> of the internet and uh, <laughs> and podcasts. And I was like, this is a this is a guy that I can, this is a guy I can follow. And so Stuff I'm Loving is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, thank you, my blue blur. Uh, you, you. thank you for saving all those little animal friends and uh, showing me the, the way of, uh, you gotta go fast because sometimes in life, you know, you're you're doing things and then you're thinking about things and Sonic's like, no, 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 man, just do it, man. Do, be the hero, just do it. And you're like, okay, Sonic, I'm gonna do it. Don't worry about it, man. I'm like, hey, man, don't, hey, man, you're, hey, you're, uh... it's okay if your parents are getting divorced. (laughs) You're going to have two Christmases now. Hey, have a chili dog. I'm like, thanks, Sonic. You're the best.
1: Wow. I never really thought about Sonic that way. So you're telling me I owe you (laughs) a wonderful and strange adventure and you are, you want it to be about sonic the hedgehog is that correct
0: that's a thousand percent uh, so when earlier i was texting you about music and i was <laughs> you like
1: texted me that there was a very niche kind of music that you wanted to do a podcast about uh-huh. do you want to podcast just about sonic music or about sonic in general
0: part of me would love to just podcast about sonic in general but then part of me is like you need to have a little nugget because here's the deal i looked around there are sonic podcasts already man you know
1: they're out there oh, oh. but are there <laughs> an, not one about the music thank
0: you not a one that's and here's the deal and not to be like this guy like oh it's just sonic but man the music test the music it's really i good.
1: believe you because i think that the music in video games is really cool um mm-hmm. and i don't play a lot of video games but Um, I, I have played video games and I also like to watch, uh, my husband play video games Uh and I think video games are really cool. Um, and I, sometimes my husband will be playing a video game and I'll be like, this is a, bop. I love this. And I'm like downloading the Far Cry soundtrack to my phone and the Just Cause soundtrack and the Borderlands mm. soundtrack and the Skyrim soundtrack, by the way, is really great when you're just doing like boring data entry at your desk and you're like, dogging, dogging. <laughs> Like like you know, It's all suddenly the most epic data entry I'm ever doing. Um, so I dig video game music. Um, and I will tell you All that I know about Sonic.
0: Yeah, please share with me the good word of Sonic.
1: I know three, three things about Sonic. Okay. Number one is when I was a kid, I also had a Nintendo. Mm -hmm. um, So I never played Sonic. Okay. Number two, I had a friend who had what was it the genesis is that what it was
0: genesis yeah
1: yeah okay and they had sonic and they loved sonic and they also had a bunch of sonic comic books at their house when i would go and sleep over and i thought the comic books were really cool not knowing very much about sonic the hedgehog specifically but just thinking like anthropomorphic animals are really cool and that friend of mine also drew me as a like animal that could be in the sonic
0: were you a comic deer
1: hook. no i think I was, we've,
0: we've talked about this how you used to be a deer in your former life right <laughs> in caveman times
1: it was some sort of furry animal i might have been a raccoon um oh i can see that <laughs> yeah yeah i i give off very raccoon energy <laughs>
0: <It's>, <laughs> listeners you can't tell this but um tess is eating out of a garbage can as we record this um
1: <laughs> um I uh, and then the, the number three thing that I know about Sonic the Hedgehog is my eight-year-old nephew is also probably to the same extent as you obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog, and um, I, my my funny story about that is one night. Do you know you know how? some kids, like kids will just cry for like really weird reasons or, the, you know, like they'll react to things in a sort of like an unpredictable way because they're little and their brains are still de- develop, developing and they're kind of on this like weird little journey to becoming people. Um, Anyway, one night he was crying and we asked him why he was crying. And he said, because he was going to have to get married one day. And We told him, no, you don't have to get married if you don't want to. And he Mm -hmm. said, but mommy and daddy are married. And we said, yeah, that's because they wanted to get married. No one's going to make you get married. You only get married unless you want to. And he said, I don't want to get married. I want to live in the basement and play video games and eat chips. And we said, maybe think about some other things that you might like to do with your life, but trust us no one's gonna make you get married and then and then he started to walk away and we said hey buddy like we were in the middle of a conversation where you're going and he said I'm gonna go play Sonic and I said hey Colton if you like Sonic so much why don't you marry him and then he turned around and looked at me and he said I'm not gonna marry a hedgehog <laughs> Now, and that's and that's all of those three things are the things that I think about when I think of signing the hedgehog. So I feel like I have a lot to learn from you.
0: Here's this is what's exciting. So we've talked about if if anyone listening isn't familiar, Tess and I used to have a podcast called Same Peaks Y'all, where Tess was a super fan and I was brand new and I didn't know anything. We've talked about doing that same format where one of us is the expert and one's the new person. But this wouldn't be that because I'm definitely not the expert. I mean, probably compared to you, but I mean, I'm definitely like not that's not a, like hey you're an idiot i know more about sonic than you do but i mean i mean you know probably more than the regular person on the street but man i'm there i'm just i'm just right on the tippy tippy t- the, the, it goes forever it's it's hedgehogs all the way down oh, yeah. sister between the comics so there was fleetway comics in uh published in, in england in the uk then there was the archie comics which is probably what your friends had right now there's the current run of idw comics that's current, and they're on. By the way, if you guys are near your library and your library has Hoopla, they're all on Hoopla, baby. Oh, oh nice! Man. Is that
1: so? If I wanted to read some Sonic comics, is that what you would suggest? Like, oh, where wow. where would you suggest a good jumping in point?
0: I honestly don't know. Oh, probably okay. not the IDW comics. Not no. to be that guy. I mean, you know what? Maybe they're a great jumping on point because you're like, oh, I get it. Sonic fights robots, and he fights. Dr. Eggman, right? And, and other animal friends show up. So that's probably enough for like most people. For me, I would be like, who's Blaze the cat, right? Who's Silver the hedgehog? Who's Shadow, right? So I would almost like, if in a perfect world, I'd be like, so watch all the Let's Plays of these different games. Because IDW, the IDW run takes place right after Sonic Forces, which is the most recent game came out four years ago. So it's it's So here's the deal about Sonic real quick. Another thing. So Mario, hey, Mario, you're great. Every time I show up, uh, you're at my door. I know I'm. Look at this guy. Look at this. Look, at this, look at this effing guy. I'm yeah. gonna have a great time. Not a not a sneaker in the bunch. Look at me. I'm loving it. Freya's loving it. We all know what's going on. Uh, front, Sonic, uh, Mario's characters and Mario's story. A little bit. A lot going on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's on purpose. Like that's so that a a, a four year old gets the same experience as a thirty seven year old. Right. Sonic is different where some of the games there's not really much of a lore but then there is this weird like through line that definitely continues through the 30 plus years of games in certain ways as far as the introduction of characters and the influence of certain things especially outside of the games like from the comics and then to the movies and all that and it's just like this is really interesting thing like hey this is silver he's he's a silver hedgehog from the future the future that was damaged in this timeline here's blaze the cat she's the guardian of the soul emeralds she has fire powers and she's sonic's equal in this other dimension she also has high heels on which i don't like that's problematic but they're rocket high heels let
1: me stop you right there you know how much i love lore and it sounds like this is an ip that is Full of it,
0: that's exactly it. Because now, it's the games are only a part of it, sister.
1: You're blowing my mind right here. I'm what I'm trying to figure out is how do we turn this into a podcast and when can we start?
0: Thank you. Are you into this?
1: I'm into it, man. Okay, it. this
0: is what we'll do. So I've been playing around with this, and, I haven't
1: and it. when we're done, we'll get Sonic the Hedgehog tattoos
0: <laughs> right here, baby. Right Bye. here, right underneath Ravenclaw. Right over. Um Uh, I've been playing around the idea of like the Sonic Lore and More podcast. Oh, I like it. I like that. I'll need to look around to see what what other podcasts there are. A lot of them are usually like, hey, four dudes talking about Sonic. You know, Mm -hmm. not really a, a format. My favorite uh, Sonic podcast right now is called Green Hill Zone, named after the first zone of the first Sonic game. And their whole bit is we're four grown men who like Sonic and we're not weird. We're just normal guys who like Sonic. Okay,
1: nice. <laughs> very funny. Uh,
0: explicit podcast because they be like we like Sonic. We don't want to f Sonic. <laughs>
1: yeah, I well, I'm uh, you've you've mentioned that that's part of the fan community apparently. Well, that
0: that's like, another part entirely
1: fiction
0: (laughs) yeah which by the way tess and i we are not kink shaming anyone by the way if you want to
1: it's the no judgment zone of no judging that's
0: right thank you but that's like another thing like i've been making uh my own (laughs) my own sonic ocs (laughs) and writing my sonic fiction and like it's it's deep i've 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 entered a this what? guy
1: kno- knows, you know, your way around some video game inspired erotic fan <laughs> <laughs> That's,
0: that's kind of my thing. I've been, oh, and there's this whole thing. So do you know who Amy Rose is? <laughs> Amy Rose is this pink hedgehog and she has this big hammer and she's been around in the series for a while. And for a long time, her only defining quality really was that she was in love with Sonic and Sonic wasn't interested. So once again, not an ideal mm-hmm. scenario if we're looking at it through a feminist lens, uh, she she's much more important and interesting now but what's really interesting is she's pining after Sonic she's this he's a hero to her right and she wants to help him out but here's the deal about Sonic he's not available like he's not emotionally available at all because Sonic has to go Sonic doesn't even have a house man he's run he runs and he goes on adventures and he stays at people's houses and he sleeps on a rock and he so like Sonic knows. Like he's not available for her. He's not available for anyone.
1: What a doomed romance! I
0: know, right?
1: It's oh, inc- I'm yes. already feeling the angst.
0: It is incredible. It's incre. It really is. And I haven't even gotten to tangle the lemur and whisper the wolf. <laughs> it's really. It's it's like stupid. Like how and but it's like there's like separate. Like, think of it like all separate timelines right you know like here's this comic series so, yeah, so like yeah, some yeah. things were mix and some things yeah. don't and all that but man it is it is lore central baby and here's the planet of the wisps and this is what the wisps are and this is cyber and that's shadow shadow the hedgehog do you know who shadow is oh shadow Ugh. shadow's a, a black hedgehog he's got black quills and yeah. I know look at you and he's like he's like so sonic's like here's Sonic and Shadow it's like hey man I like running real fascinating chili dogs. And Shadow's like, You're an insolent idiot. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> ultimate life form. Get out of my way, hedgehog. Like that. So there's like a lot of shadow and sonic slash uh stuff out there where they do fall yeah, in love. But that man, makes sense. And Rouge the Bat, Frey loves Rouge the Bat, like it's it goes forever. Cream and vanilla, cheese and <laughs> chocolate. <laughs>
1: I just don't even know where we start.
0: <laughs> the Babylonian Rogues, Jet Storm, and Wave. I mean, and then what's so? <laughs> it's like it's treated. It's almost like everything's canon. Everything's canon. It's so stupid. And then, so so you might have noticed there was a second movie that came out recently. Right? Did yeah. you watch the first one? No, I haven't watched the second either
1: one. Either of the Sonic. Oh, movies.
0: this is perfect. But anyway, second movie came out. There was a little teaser for a third one. I think we're getting a third one. And uh, there's a new game coming out this year. New game wow. Sonic Frontiers and
1: Sonic Renaissance Well, oh, That's
0: the thing. Sonic Renaissance. Also, new show coming out on Netflix Sonic Prime, baby. All about the Shatterverse. What's the Shatterverse? I don't know. But Sonic's going to shatter it, baby. He's so fast. <laughs> this guy's so stupid fast. <laughs> anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog and the lore because so, uh, it's not just the <laughs> it's not just the games like the games are almost just you know star wars like a part of it's the movies yeah but, like yeah. really like realistically speaking what is it the movies are one third of all of star wars <laughs> maybe less you know yeah. yeah and um that's what it's like like the games are there and they're great and that's a big part of the but the comic the music tests especially once we get the 99 and we've got like because i'm a sucker for video game music that have like lyrics because when i was a kid they didn't have enough memory to do that it was the beeps and bops and and synthesizers and then stuff that have uh, lyrics oh forget about it man it's so good there's this whole song called it doesn't matter it's sonic's like theme from sonic adventure and it's all about how like concepts of good and wrong and right and bad don't matter like follow your heart like it's so interesting he has this whole song called follow your rainbow which by the way huge huge following in the sonic the big lgbtq and and and, my goodness and and like furry adjacent it's just like Uh it's like (laughs) man you want to be you want to be a straight man you want to be a gay lady you want to be a a hedgehog effort do it it's like okay i'm gonna be a head i'm gonna be a, a duck rabbit uh duck robot Do it, man. Oh, I was going to say, I joined uh, a couple Discord servers. They're all role-play Discord servers. I'm in there as a fake OC. We're going on adventures together.
1: Oh, so I could actually become a raccoon.
0: I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. Um,
1: That's when we know we'll we'll have done it, when I've transcended. (laughs) I've just got done transcending To my true form.
0: (laughs) Anyway, your final form. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog you you beautiful boy you you be- you beauty you beautiful,
1: beautiful
0: boy, boy. <laughs> uh, my, my sweet little baby boy is the stuff I'm loving okay <laughs> that, that's it man
1: oh man I'm stoked okay it's hard to come down from the high of that it's, I uh it's uh, incredible a, a stuff I've been loving Um, I've already talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm going to talk about it like within a a new context. And that is my, my balcony for any new listeners. I've talked about my balcony before I, during the pandemic, I we transformed the balcony of our house into a uh, certified wildlife habitat. It's got um, uh, plants and nine different kinds of feeders and um, for birds and squirrels uh, who come to visit our balcony. And uh, I love it. I've I've been loving it. I'm obsessed with my balcony. I'm getting my balcony tattooed on my arm.
0: That's so great.
1: <laughs> and um, you're be right
0: there next. To, you're gonna have a little blue hedgehog right there next to your. <laughs> one of us should get sha- uh, Sonic and the other one gets Shadow, or we well, we can both get sha- Sonic. Who cares? You know. Tails. Do you? Tails is Freya's favorite because he has two I, tails.
1: I love Tails. He's so cute.
0: Do you want to know a fact about Tails?
1: I would love to know a fact about Taylor. you know
0: what his real name is
1: no what is it
0: so tails actual name and he's actually a unique character in sonic because he's actually one of the few characters that actually has like a last name like what's sonic's last name it's sonic the hedgehog <laughs> yeah, tails real name is miles miles Prower because miles per hour
1: oh <laughs> thank you
0: yeah 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 very cute oh I guess amy rose has a last name rose you <laughs> okay your balcony i didn't mean the <laughs> didn't mean a, a hedge hedgehog it didn't mean a cool <laughs> sonic on you um,
1: so uh what i'm really loving about my balcony right now over the past few weeks uh between episodes here is that the seasons are changing we're kind of going from spring into summer and that means that it is time for the birds to Make sweet bird love to one another and create more birds. I've um, you know,
0: seen some uh, videos online. Yeah, I'm very set in, the, set in the Sonic universe.
1: Not to be creepy, but I'm very invested in the creation of more birds because I, you know, want them to hang out on my balcony with me. And, um, I've gotten to see some really cool, like, uh, rituals that the birds Mm. engage in prior to like, uh, finding a little nest to settle down in, um, little dances that they do for each other and different calls that you don't hear these bird calls all year long. You only hear them during the season, which is really neat. And then the babies come. And so we had the fledglings and they're always really interesting to look at because they look different than their kind of adult counterpart. So you're kind of like, what bird is that? Oh, it's a juvenile bluebird. That's pretty cool. Um,
0: Delinquent bluebird.
1: Yeah. And sometimes they come with their uh, mommy and daddy birds and they're like, ah, 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 and they have to be fed, which is really cute. Um, sometimes the little baby birds, I think they leave the nest a little too um a little too soon like their their wings aren't quite powerful enough and we've had a couple baby birds just camp out on our balcony because it's uh there's plenty of food and plenty of water and there's no predators really um cuz I don't have a cat um and and uh cats don't crawl up to my balcony and um neither do foxes or and we've never had an owl visit. I will say we did have a hawk visit our balcony once. Um, so I'm not saying that there are zero predators.
0: Was <laughs> it the hawk from Twin Peaks? <laughs> he, was, he was up there and he was like, it's not about the chocolate bunny. <laughs> Is it about the chocolate bunny? That's a, that's a Twin Peaks reference for all of our <laughs> Twin Peaks. Films.
1: Listen to our other podcast, find out more about that. Yeah. Um no, it's just been really neat to observe nature and also like it makes me more conscious of the world around me mm-hmm. when I get to witness this kind of stuff because I feel like unlike you, Leaf, you're very attuned to nature. I feel like sometimes I kind of move through life not really paying attention to the stuff in nature that's going on around me all of the time um like I have a tree in my front yard and like it basically goes from in my mind having no leaves in the winter to having leaves in the summer and (laughs) during this time of year it's interesting to watch everything kind of transform into like a like the way it's going to look for the warmer months and then you'll get to watch it transform to what it's going to look like in the winter months and the colder months. And, um, uh, like just kind of attuning myself to that, to the changes in the world around us, uh, is, um, is the stuff that I've been loving, the changes and watching it from my balcony. And I would recommend if uh, there are any listeners who are, um, listening to this and thinking, man, I should probably get more into nature i do think you should go outside go for a walk outside uh touch some grass as they say and um and uh, look at some birds man birds are awesome just watch some birds and squirrels be nice to your squirrels (laughs) for me
0: squirrels are delightful
1: i (laughs) love squirrels i've got a new squirrel visiting i named him boo boo because he has a boo boo on his face I will post a picture of Boo Boo to Twitter so that you all can gaze upon its cuteness.
0: The um, once I was having lunch outside on my lunch break, and I was sitting under a tree, and I'm eating, and I'm like, "This is delicious," and I hear a noise above me, and I look, and there's like a squirrel like perched on the trunk because my back is to the to the, you know, it's leaning up against the trunk, and he's on the trunk, like I swear, like a foot from my face. And I was like, am I going to get attacked by a squirrel? I was like, what is going to happen now? And I was like, I think he wants my food. And I was like, what's happening here? Um, and I, I was like, I slowly moved my head back down to like my food. And I kept eating and I kept eating very slowly. And every once in a while I look and he was still there. And I was like, <laughs> is he mad at me? What's going on? And eventually he went around to the other side of the trunk and went down. But I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm not budging because I want, I want to sit under this tree too, man. You know,
1: they're hungry. They're hungry little animals.
0: It's near a playground. So I think they probably eat a lot of kids meals, not, not McDonald's kids meals, but maybe also those, but also like, you know, leftover Cheez-Its and Pez.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. They're little scavengers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I love it. I love it.
1: What's another stuff that you're loving, sir?
0: Well, um, give me one second. So uh, if anyone's interested in seeing our beautiful faces, uh, you can look us up on YouTube. It's the same team, y'all. Y apostrophe A-L-L. Because Tess and I are in different parts of the universe and we record over Zoom. Um, I'm saying this because sometimes I play music and then YouTube mutes it. So that might happen because here's some sonic music for you. Oh, man you ready for this
1: i'm ready this is
0: my current jam this I is i
1: if i'm ready this is
0: the theme of this is the oh, i'm trying to figure no 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 we're not going to do infinite we're not going to do infinite give me one second i need to pick one so this is just a, this is the song because it was a slow it was it was the second sonic movie and then i was uh and then i think i was watching a trailer for like uh sonic colors which came out on the wii originally and they just recently re-released it for the switch and this is the song where i was like oh my goodness this song where is it it so is you can
1: now play sonic games on your nintendo products
0: oh my god here wait a second let me switch back so i can see your face because i'm <laughs> i'm like looking at spotify okay so here's the here's the quick history of nintendo and sega <laughs> nintendo's like hey i'm doing my thing i'm a company that's existed for literally hundreds of years look it up guys been making video games since the 80s and, and we're having a great time and sega comes out throwing those punches, Sega does what Nintendo do so, not uh, Sega uh, Sonic's waving his little finger like I hate you and on the on the playground we're like Mario hates Sonic and Sonic hates Mario. There's enough who who, you know, there's nothing more to know about that. Right? Now
1: I want a tattoo of them shaking hands.
0: Well, uh, that that's exactly what happened. So what happened is the Dreamcast came out in 98. And it was the last Sega hardware, right? So it was, they didn't, I, I, don't, I don't want to say it was a bummer, but, or uh, um, what's the word? A tank or whatnot. But, you know, they didn't make enough money. And so then after Dreamcast, Sega then just made video games, software, instead of the hardware uh, systems. So then once they weren't making systems, now where are you going to put your games? On other systems, including... Nintendo systems. So then, Sega. So the first Sonic, uh, Sonic game on the Nintendo product was the uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. And that was uh, uh, on the GameCube. And that blew my mind. I opened up an issue of Nintendo Power. Nintendo Power, you know who's staring at me? Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog is blowing my mind. So then, anyway, Sonic and Mario, in theory, can be friends. And then, have you ever heard of Smash Brothers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Nintendo property fighting each other, right? But guess who shows up in Smash Brothers Brawl? Sonic, baby. And then, okay, the adventure doesn't stop there. Then, have you ever heard of a little game called Sonic and Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics?
1: No. (laughs) Every,
0: uh, yeah, look it up. Every, look at you. Every year or every Olympics year, there's a new Sonic and Mario Olympics where it's Mario characters and Sonic characters and they all go in the Olympics. And the last, what was the last one, was it? No, was it Tokyo, Japan?
1: Yeah, we had one somewhat recently. I'm I sorry, know. I'm not really good. I'm not really up on sports in general.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't follow local news or sports. But anyway, they're, so there. You know that thing you said them holding hands that literally happened. Like they oh. walk up on the stage, they hold hands. They're best pals, it. and then they have um, fun um, competitions together in the Olympics. So, so all that to say is, yeah, yeah. Not all the Sonic games are on on the Switch. Unfortunately, I'm kind of of the mind like put everything on the switch because then then I can take everything where I want to where I want to go. Yeah. You know? Okay. This song has got "Reach for the Stars." Listen to this jammer. Can you hear this? Mm. Mm.
1: So this was in the game.
0: Yeah, this is like the the main theme listen to this right lights, wild, Got no, regrets inside of me. no regrets inside of me you ready looking back. no looking back not giving up, not giving up. Not go. this is it you ready <clears throat> Oh my god. Mm. Okay, this one's called Escape from the City. (laughs) We're just gonna listen to Sonic Music now. Listen to this. This is from Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure 2, I'm sorry. Oh, good man, Okay, here's the last one we're gonna do live and learn. Oh god, live and learn. you feel life moving through your mind. Ooh, like it came back for more. Yeah. This is the part I love. is this <laughs> It's like rock?
1: Yeah. It's like <laughs> video game rock. Yeah.
0: You know what it makes me think of? And I don't I think I lack the vocabulary to be able to talk about music like this. But it makes me think of like 80s pump jams kind of. Remember you got the touch? You mm-hmm. remember that? You no, got I the touch. Know. You remember You're the best around?
1: I remember that one.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, oh like pump up Song, yeah, like
0: 80s pop jams. Oh, I see, yeah, Yeah. anyway. The second thing I'm loving is Sonic music. So, there we go.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, you use Sonic for both of your loves. This is like, I
0: mean, it was good, it was gonna happen, it was gonna (laughs) happen, but man, it is all right, really like positive and.
1: I added all three of those songs by the way to the same y'all same team y'all uh playlist on Spotify. If you go on Spotify and you look for same team y'all, you will see our playlist. We've made a bunch of them, but there is a same team y'all playlist and all three of those fine sonic jams will I know. be on there.
0: Those are right? really good. <laughs>
1: okay
0: Um, what's your second love tess so
1: when you are um done uh sonicking and it's time to watch a show with your wife um uh i'm this is my love is directed mainly at amanda for this one i think that amanda would like the show the musketeers on amazon prime the musketeer Um, yeah the musketeers um this was a show that was on bbc i want to say like t- like sometime between 2016 and 2018 time period there were three seasons um the biggest like name star actor that's in it is peter capaldi um you don't know who that is leaf but someone who's listening to this might know <laughs> he was the um he was the 12th doctor on Doctor Who um but uh looks
0: like a magician uh,
1: yeah I guess he kind of I don't know which one you're thinking of but
0: (laughs) yeah there's one who looks like a magician
1: he's got big bushy eyebrows Hmm. speaks with a Scottish accent anyways um he's on this show and it's it's loosely based off of characters created by Dumas in the novel, the classic French novel, The Three Musketeers. Um, But it's a really fun show uh, that I just discovered recently um, from my friend Judy. Uh, uh, So Judy, so the stuff I love is the show The Musketeers, but also it's my friendship with Judy. Um, Judy and I have been friends for years and when I first met Judy she was like a friend of a friend so have you ever had that like friend that you only hang out with when you're with this other friend so we were like a threesome and then I kind of like I guess kind of fell out of favor with one of the friends. Um, And so I was like, oh, now I won't get to hang out with Judy. That kind of blows because she's Mm -hmm. that person's friend. And then I thought to myself, think that I've logged enough hours with Judy that she's legit my friend too. And so, um, I just started hanging out with Judy without the other friend. And at first it was kind of weird, I think probably for both of us, but now like it's been years, it's just me and her. And, um, we get together probably like once every couple months. And, um, uh, she always comes to my house because I have chronic migraine and she's a very caring and compassionate friend. And she's like concerned if we go out and do something that I might then have a migraine and then I'm in pain. And then like, how do we get from where we are to like a safe location for me to like wait out the pain? So she always comes to my house, Mm. which is amazing. And literally we sit on my couch, we, in our pajamas, and eat snacks, and watch TV and movies together. And it's an amazing friendship that's based off of us escaping into pop culture and pizza simultaneously. And um, I love her so much because she's one of those friends where, like, you might not see them regular. Like I said, we get together every few months, but we always pick it up right where we left off. And we don't really like get too much into the, like, you know, like, like when you have like a, like a really close friend and you get a little too close with them and now you're kind of like involved in like their family dramas and stuff like that, Judy and I make a point to like, keep things like really just chill and cool. And, um, and we mainly talk about TV and food when we're together <laughs> or books that we've read or podcasts that we have listen to and, um she also recently started a business. Um, She has an Etsy store called Melting Prose, where she creates uh, wax melts that you put in like a, a wax, like warmer, like a candle situation, and they are scented, and they are themed about around like different literary uh, like different characters or or tropes or or series and stuff, and it's really it's really cute. She brought me some waxes so that I could smell her products, and they're awesome. Um, and so uh, we recently got together, and I was just thinking about how much I really love my friendship with Judy, but also I love. <laughs> this tv show that we've been watching together which is called the musketeers it's really fun it's like it's highly stylized it's like i feel like it's very much akin to like reading a romance novel where everything's just kind of like on 11 like everyone's just really like like the the fight scenes are kind of chaotic and the love stories happen like that <laughs> like all of a sudden we are Enamored with one another. Oh, never mind. It didn't work out. <laughs> it's great. And uh, it's just a really fun show. And I love my friend Judy. And that is the stuff that I've been loving. And I feel like, based off of what you told me about Amanda, I feel like she would dig this show maybe. Like, it, I know sometimes it's hard um, uh, when you have a partner who has like different interests than you to find something that you guys can like watch together. Because that's something I experience with my beloved husband, Brad, like whenever I want to watch like some bizarre Twin Peaks, <laughs> like inspired thing, he's like, yeah, you can watch that without me. Um, so when you do find something you can watch together, it's a real treat. And I feel like this might be that for you. So I wanted to talk about it.
0: <laughs> it sounds like something Amanda would like. Um i could like it we actually we finished um book of boba fett together oh nice i liked it a lot um now
1: you gotta watch obi-wan kenobi we
0: just started obi-wan we watched the first episode and that is boy ian mcgregor can sure emote with his face can oh, he
1: she's great he yeah, is. yeah. chef's yeah. kiss yeah That's wonderful
0: um uh what's our song for cake challenge? <laughs> oh i don't know if we have one it goes like this welcome to the cake challenge portion of the podcast And yeah. it is when either tess or myself challenges the other one to consume watch read or otherwise do something with something else and then we discuss it it was born out of a uh original challenge where if one did not do the challenge they would have to eat cake and now we just have a metaphorical cake with us at all times i challenged tess to um I, I got an email from tess's um algebra teacher and she really needs to be working on her math her her teacher from high school was like is tess doing okay with math i said no man no nah. he goes <laughs> i recommend that she watch this playthrough of a video game called froggy fractions because she needs to learn about math and i listened to um dr um dr uh, victor variable and he told me to uh, have you uh, watch the playthrough of the video game froggy fractions and uh do you learn about math
1: no <laughs> <laughs> um if you uh watched along with us um we provided a link to the playthrough on our show notes for the last episode. Um, if you watched along with us, then you will know um, what I'm about to tell you about the game Froggy Fractions. First of all, it starts off as like an innocent game. I, I still don't think it's teaching math, um, but it's <laughs> it's a frog and he's like he's like eating the fractions as they're kind of like falling and then <laughs> then it just it goes off the rails immediately he's given a mount like it's a like a dragon mount um the frog well no first he's given a turtle mount which makes a lot more sense and then he's then the the turtle like transforms into a dragon and then the dragon goes under the water and you spend a lot of time just traveling under the water now i get the sense that this is sort of, is it sort of like paying a little bit of tribute slash parodying other kinds of games that are like this 8-bit kind of because like I feel like when he was like traveling through the water and trying to maneuver around I feel like I've played that game too at some point in my childhood. It goes
0: through like I guess different genres of games cuz later it yeah, becomes kind of but, like a space shooter.
1: But while he's traveling through the water someone is describing the invention of boxing but like an alternate history of boxing which is very strange. And then you get to like almost kind of like an RPG style where the frog is on trial for, wait, there was something in outer space. It's been a while since I watched the playthrough. Um, and, and then he turns into a human. <laughs> but there's like a whole section where you have to kind of like type commands, like look around room, grab key, you know, that kind of a thing. So it's sort of like an homage to that style of game. Um at the end of the day it was I felt as if like if David Lynch Created a video game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they were like, David Lynch, you have one job and it's to teach people about fractions. <laughs> he I got
0: feel- like David Lynch got like a contract with uh, like uh <laughs> a, a state-funded educational game. He was like, I will make fractions, frog fractions,
1: froggy fractions, froggy this
0: fractions. Is,
1: this is exactly what he would deliver, and then they would say to him can you explain any of this? And he would say no. And that is how I felt about the game. And I'm guessing that's why you told that's me too exactly
0: much. why I, you know what? You, you hit the nail on the head. I love, we talked about this before. I love things that pretend to be something else and then slowly change <laughs> into something. Because at the beginning, like the first five or so minutes, you're like, okay, this is weird, but I kind of get it. It's a fraction game. And then it slowly becomes, I think the frog becomes president at one time. And there's like a whole... There's like a whole economy management. Oh gosh,
1: game. yes, I forgot about that part about yeah. like the buying and selling because that's kind of another game that yeah. I feel like you played at some uh, point you in your childhood or adolescence.
0: A minor spoiler alert for the ending of Froggy Fractions: the uh, at the end it ends with the music from the credits of the original Matrix, where it's like, ah! and then I was like, wait. Am I in the froggy fractions, or what is going on?
1: It's very, it was very clever. Obviously, whoever created that game had a really fun time with it. Um, I, I felt as if I'd stepped into some bizarre alternate universe. It was a, it was a great time all around. I, I- you
0: know what? I'm <laughs> glad you, you, um, uh, got something. out of it. We didn't learn about math though, man. No.
1: no maybe next time
0: (laughs) um and now dear listeners this is when tess formally gives me a cake challenge of her own
1: okay so um, i hope it's
0: math related
1: (laughs) the last um challenge i gave you um long ago ages ago um was dark side of the moon by Pink Floyd. And you and I had a a highly engrossing conversation about it. And I feel like that um, cake challenge probably stuck with you for a long time following the cake challenge. And I remember at the time thinking um, that you should listen to more Pink Floyd. And so I am cake challenging you to listen to the album, The Wall by Pink Floyd.
0: The Wall by Pink Floyd. Okay. I will listen to it. And listeners, if you would like to listen to the album The Wall by the Floyd That Is Pink, you can <laughs> do so. And then in our next episode, we will discuss it and I will issue another math-based challenge. To <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Your teacher keeps emailing me. Um, we have reached the portion where we're gonna talk about some life lessons.
1: Did you learn a life lesson this week?
0: I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our life lesson. If you remember our last episode, which was a little bit ago, we had uh, uh, some excitement with Zoom changing their rules and, oh, yeah. and schedule stuff and family visiting and audio it was like the mighty gods were against us it felt just yeah. a
1: like, week after week we would feel like, like let's get together and chat and then it just wasn't happening
0: yeah, it was like a real like when sonic was going through the labyrinth zone and he's running through the water. And here's the deal. He he cannot swim. He can't swim at all. So he's looking for the air. And it was like a real, real, you know what I mean? A real episode like
1: that.
0: Uh, type of situation. Um, here's my life lesson. Uh, anyway, this is what I was saying. If you listen to our last episode, uh, this is the year of the hero.
1: Also the year of smugness. Real quick. Yeah. I just wanted to show you if you're having trouble channeling your inner smugness i recommend just putting a cool toothpick in your mouth like this yeah
0: i don't have a toothpick but what about a library card
1: <laughs> like you just like or just i don't know if it works with a library card okay. It definitely works with the toothpick though you feel you know, like i'm
0: checking a book out <laughs>
1: I feel way more smug if you have a toothpick in your mouth just that's a little tip for you for
0: audio listeners you're missing some real top-notch physical comedy <laughs> <laughs> some real good prop comedy up in here um it's the year of the hero and it's tough because so much time has passed that I feel like I've got like five if we if we stuck to that once every fortnight we could definitely <laughs> I'd be like there's the life lesson but it's been like you know what I mean? I had a life lesson before Let's, Sonic even came into why my life. Man.
1: In them? Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. But anyway, here's the deal. Real quick, this is a real short and sweet life lesson or just something to ponder. Uh, it's the year of the hero. So I uh, created, I'm working on a hero's code, hero's creed, a thing to keep in mind so that every day, every human who adheres to the creed can be a hero, a hero to other people. Um, and a part of that, I started. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to keep doing this, but I attributed scores like number ratings for each type of uh, act of heroism. So, like a, uh, an act of um, service, you're helping someone out. That's like a five pointer. Uh, act of financial assistance, you know, you giving someone some money. That's a ten pointer, and so forth. Uh, uh, act of physical perfect, uh, protection. That's a big one. That's thirty five points right there. You kept someone safe. From a car or something, and anyway, I started keeping track of this, and I learned something very interesting. So Tess and I are both librarians, and if you guys know this about the library field, with very few example or very few exceptions, um, we're not flush in cash. You know, like we didn't, we weren't like, hmm, what's the job that we can get that will give us the most money? And then we're like, ah. <laughs> public library Public
1: library of course
0: so we typically are rewarded not just with monetary money but usually a sense of worth and purpose and uh, uh if we have any listeners of the podcast uh you know i've been going through a little bit of a tough time with my job where it just doesn't seem that important you know certain parts of the job don't seem that important but anyway i start keeping track of these acts of heroism and i would argue that Helping people, this acts of service is a key part of being a librarian, and I start keeping track of them, and I I discovered something very interesting is that while keeping tr- just like if you like count your calories right you you kind of learn like what you're eating without really realizing what you're eating, and I realize I thought I was doing a lot of good like I was like why am I not happy with my job I go to my job and I do this and I do this and I'm doing all this good, but when I actually added it up a lot of my job now involves things that aren't doing good uh fixing a schedule right i mean in a way we can stretch it real far but come on knock it off man no one's like hey guys get batman over here he needs to adjust the schedule superman called out sick and it was like a hero has risen um and other parts of my job too someone
1: does need to do that though. someone does someone
0: does need to do that you're right but I just realized. So then on one day, I was out at the information desk. And for listeners, I'm a uh, head of the teen department. So I'm usually at the teen desk, a little bit slower in there. And usually, when I have any customer interactions, it doesn't usually involve typical library stuff. Like, I need a book or give me a card. It's usually, I don't know, uh, I want a video game or. Um, we're out of toilet paper. <laughs> so I'm at the information desk. I start keeping track. I helped that guy find a book. I helped that guy get a library card. I helped that. And I was like, wait a second. There's a direct correlation between the amount of good I'm doing and how good I feel at this job. I can show up to the job five days a week. And this day I come in and I don't feel so good about the job because I did X, Y, and Z. Important things, but not as Fulfilling and not as immediately apparent, uh, as being acts of good. And the next day I'm at the information desk, I'm doing do, 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 and do. So where am I going with this life lesson? I just like, you know what, take a moment and think about what good, uh, you're doing in this world. And if you think that, uh, if you have any correlation between the good you're doing in this world and what you think, uh, how it makes you feel, um, uh, think about that. Also real quick, I learned, uh, Uh, Life light. So I'm usually Mr. Funny guy. Hey, look at this guy. He's being real silly up here and this is going to sound bad, but it isn't being funny. Isn't being good. (laughs) Right. I come into work I make all these jokes. Hey, these guys, Hey, you got a little moment of laughing. Did I do any good? No, that's not to say that making people laugh. Isn't a good thing. Like it's fine. But is that, you know, like, Hey, Batman, someone stole my purse. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about uh, the purse snatcher? yeah you know anyway that's my life lesson
1: I I feel both of those life lessons man I I've also been kind of having a rough time lately and um and uh I was talking to Brett about it and he was like but you get to help people at work and I said not every day I was like Sundays I come in and I'm doing yeah like stuff that's important, but it doesn't feel as rewarding. Like I think I described it to Brett as stupid stuff. I'm just doing a bunch of stupid stuff. <laughs> because I think I like you, I think I get re-energized from those interactions with people that I actually like feel like mm. I've helped. Um and also weirdly I'm feeling the like you don't have to be funny thing. Yes. Um I've been I've been trying actually to um to instill this lesson in my eight-year-old nephew, which maybe it's a little too early for him, but the same one that, uh, is not going to marry Sonic. Um, he likes to make a joke out of everything. And, um, it's not always necessary that everything be a joke. And I, been trying to talk to him about that i'd be like sometimes you when we're at dinner you should just chew your food instead of (laughs) trying to turn that into a comedy routine um um so man both of those lessons really resonated with me so thank you so much for sharing them with us
0: oh you know what (laughs) you're more than welcome dear listeners we've reached the very end of the podcast we always end with a positivity pause or what we affectionately called the pause pause First, we're gonna take a pause and we're gonna say something that we are thankful for. What are you thankful for, Tess?
1: I am thankful for, um, we, you and I say this often about how we're living in a golden age. Mm,
0: golden, it's shining.
1: Right? I watched
0: a TV show with Ian McGregor in it as Obi-Wan earlier today.
1: Golden age. Golden um, age. We also live in a golden age of medical technology and um, recently, my beloved husband had to have surgery, uh, for cataracts. He had cataracts in his eyes. And before you say, how old is her husband? He's, he's,
0: Incredibly old, yeah, I know. I know
1: experiencing he's, cataracts like much earlier than the average person experienced. We're not cataracts. judging
0: how old here, dear Brett is. He's really
1: thirties, which is unusual to have to have cataract surgery, like for it to be that bad at that point. Your eyeballs, but um, he, you know, what can I say? He's got some real interesting genetics going on. Um, bless his heart, he had to have an operation, and they said hey, while we're in there, we'll fix your astigmatism and we'll put this cool like multifocal lens in your eye and you'll basically have 20-20 vision in this eye And um, they did it. And now, and he tells me he's only had it, this new eyeball, this new bionic eye for um, a few days. And he tells me like, he looks through it and everything looks super HD and that's wild. That's wild to me. And so I, something I'm grateful for is just like the leaps and bounds that we have made in medical technology that we are able to cure things that, like when you think about it, like maybe only a few years ago we couldn't we couldn't do, and that's like amazing. And so, yeah, it's it's real easy to look around the world and be like, "Yep, everything sucks out here." Um, so I try to look for for things that are like truly remarkable. And man, something I'm grateful for is is um all of our cool, you know, medical stuff. You know. The...
0: Oh, I think you. Oh, you froze for a second. Oh. Oh, you know what's amazing? We've been recording for, you know, how many episodes? On Zoom? That's the first time I've seen you phrase Oh my god. I thought you're um don't be mad at me. I thought your was a palsy was coming back. Oh you remember that? Of course I you do. do. Of I, course
1: I do, yeah. I know you didn't
0: like it, but man, I loved it so much.
1: It's even a weird medical stuff that got cured. Thanks a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, What's something you're grateful for, Lee?
0: So, um, I'm I don't know if I remember the exact year. It must have been 2019 or so. I wake up and I'm cruising on my phone looking at news. And when I say looking at news, my news is all like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Twin Peaks that's how I knew about Julie Cruz and uh um and anyway I, I'm checking my phone and I see oh there's a I'm out of the loop and I was like there's there's a trailer for can you hear Freya Can.
1: Yeah. is she okay yeah
0: she's pie watching oh oh I know what it is she's watching Spongebob um we don't usually she doesn't watch it too often not just we don't have anything against it it's just kind of like nonsense you know you try to pick like you you do a little bit of nonsense cartoons (laughs) and you do something that has a little bit more but anyway she loves the song her favorite part is the song so she jumps up and down and sings (laughs) in spongebob squarepants anyway and i wake up and i check my phone and i'm like oh there's a trailer for huh they're making a sonic the hedgehog movie what is this i was like this is weird i mean i like sonic and i was like sure you know and i wish him the best let me go check this out and i watched this trailer how familiar are you with the sonic the Hedgehog movie? Are you familiar with the fact that he looked different at one time?
1: I do I do remember that apparently they released a trailer and there was outcry amongst mm-hmm. the fan community mm-hmm. and good for them. They took that feedback and they redid the animation, I guess. And it looks a lot better now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. So, uh, you know, me, Mr. Positive, I saw that trailer and I remember I came into work the next day and I talked to our good ba- our buddy, John, and I was like, John, you know, sure, Sonic looks weird, but that movie looks great. I said, I am so excited for this movie. And in a nutshell, the original design of Sonic, it it (laughs) felt like they were trying to make him look like a little, like a runner's body, like a little runner, like a little tight runner's body with like these very um, like muscly legs. And people always talk about the teeth, like he had like really defined teeth. and But that's because in the trailer, he screams like, and then he goes... (laughs) the main character tom comes in through uh, it comes in through the door and he puts his he's got a tranquilizer gun because he thinks there's raccoons in there and he's like get out of there and he he screams ah and sonic screams and then he goes sonic goes meow (laughs) and anyway i was like this movie looks amazing anyway the thing I'm thankful for is normally when we talk about people being upset on the internet and doing fan outcry and the fans hate this. And so two things real quick. I got, I have some complicated uh, feelings about people being angry on the internet and complicated feelings about the idea of I'm a fan and you're not having said that (laughs) the fans spoke and then by some miracle, the studio was like, well, I guess we're just going to redo like, like imagine like we're watching star Wars and they're like, I hate the way Jar Jar Binks look. And they just halt the movie. And they're like, we'll release it later. And just change the way Jar Jar Binks looks. Halfway through, not just how he looks, but they had to change his height. Like, cause he had a, like a taller runner body. And now they made him a shorter, looking more like the Sonic from the video games and the comics. And they kind of reached the middle ground because it's like, how do you make Sonic look like Sonic? Well, he still has quills like a hedgehog, but he still has these general, like, and instead of like, he had these little weird, like white, paws like little hedgehog like they really tried to make him like a hedgehog but the gloves the, back, yeah yeah. but the thing is yeah because he's got like mickey mouse gloves essentially but the <laughs> thing is like sonic the hedgehog like whoever drew him didn't know what a hedgehog looked like and he should right. never have known like it doesn't matter like he's never <laughs> yeah. supposed to look at like... anyway the thing i'm thankful for and because i firmly believe that because we got the new sonic like he looks like sonic and it was a really good movie and then because of that, it got really good positive vibes. People were like, whoa, the studio listened, and they changed it. This is great. Then we got a second one, and we're getting a third one, baby, and I'm thankful for that process. That's the thing I'm thankful for.
1: I love that you have inserted Sonic into almost every segment of our podcast. It's, I'm living for it. I love it. It's
0: um, It's all about that Sonic lifestyle.
1: Um, Listeners, take a moment now. If you can and think about something that you're grateful for. And if you would uh, if you would like to, you can say it out loud. That would be cool. But if you want, you can say it in inside as well.
0: A third option is you could find a loved one who's sleeping and whisper it into their ear.
1: Oh, I like that idea. I'm thankful for the sonic ring. Re-
0: is this? Are we gonna do an A- ASMR podcast now? How did that sound? <laughs> Hi, welcome to the same team, y'all ASMR
1: podcast. It sounds, it sounds really great.
0: Does it sound good? On this episode, we're gonna talk about Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> while
1: we while we eat some snacks. You gotta go fast.
0: <laughs> this is an ASMR Sonic fan fiction podcast where I read Sonic. For you, the listeners. One day, Sonic woke up from his nap, and he decided to eat a jelly dog and it was really good. <laughs> this isn't a bad idea. Of course, I I am a makele. Let's,
1: Let's workshop this. Workshop it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we figured out our next podcast. Um. What's something that you love about yourself, Tess?
1: Oh, something something that I love about myself is um, I recently uh, received some negative feedback um, at work. <laughs> and um, there are multiple ways that you could react to receiving negative feedback from, say, your supervisor um, at your place of work, for instance. Um, you... I feel like there's a natural inclination to feel maybe depressed or maybe defensive, Mm -hmm. maybe a little angry, um, upset in general. Um, But uh, I kind of chose to, and I think I probably felt like a variation of all of those feelings um, at some point uh, in the intake of this feedback. But then I decided that I'm just going to take the feedback and try to improve on whatever it is that, um, that they were hoping that I would improve upon. And I realized that that is something to love about mm-hmm. myself because i feel like i said I. there's a lot of people who wouldn't be able to do that they wouldn't be able to get past it and they may even double down even harder on what the thing is that they're doing um just to spite uh, everyone and and um as a as a protest of how they chose to uh address it um but instead i was like you know what I probably do need to work on that. If, if, if they're telling me that I need to work on it, they're not, it's not like they decided to have this conversation for no reason. Like, obviously it's something I need to work on. And so I'm going to work on it. And I've been working on it for the past couple of weeks. And so, so something I love about myself is that I don't have a weird reaction to feedback. I'm just like, okay, let's, let's try to move on with that. Let's, you know, try to make it better. And, uh, that's something I love about myself. What is something that you love about yourself leaf
0: well, first of all um I'd like to offer you some feedback on that one it's uh, your delivery it was a little slow at the beginning and then and then it kind of rambled a little bit I felt like you had a point and I went in this direction um,
1: that's a fair assessment I, just, I will work on that I'm
0: joking as a person who's getting ready to do appraisals and um <laughs> Not everyone will respond to very friendly and very gently and very sandwiched between a lot of really positive things, feedback um, that well at all. Um, Thing I love about myself. I love that I, well, here's the deal for listeners. I could, I could stand to lose a good amount of weight, but I can also run. I think, did I tell you, I told my doctor. And I was like, Hey, I can run like a mile right off the door. I can run three if I really wanted to. Do I need to lose weight? And she was like, yeah, you need to lose you need to lose weight, but anyway, the thing I love is that I'm able to run, and the reason I say that is because of my boy Sonic. I've started getting into running again. Wow! You go out the door, you yeah, and I normally I'm running around. He fast, inspired man. you. He's changed my whole life around, man. You, you gotta go fast.
1: To, you used to run a lot. Like I remember, that used to be something that you did a lot.
0: Yeah, I used to run a lot. Now I'm slowly getting back into it, and now when I hit a hit a big heel, a hill, I, I kind of duck my head down, I spin into a small ball and I roll down. <laughs> and then I, I gotta make sure I have enough speed to hit the loop-de-loop in my neighborhood. I go whoa whoa whoa, whoa around there. Get
1: and all those coins. Yeah,
0: I'm running around and I, I'm grabbing the rings and I'm and whenever <laughs> I see the robots, I smash them up into the little
1: baby bunnies, bounce out of them. I'm like, yeah, no, rings, problem. not coins. It's okay.
0: Hey, hey, I don't judge. This is oh. a zone of judging. And then when I get to the end of the um my run, I call it sometimes zone like act one when I'm done running through the <laughs> hills i sit there and i rag my finger like this and it goes and then i anyway that's the thing i love about myself is that i'm I'm as fast as sonic the hedgehog listeners what is something that you love about yourself
1: we like that about you
0: what I love about you is that you've listened to this whole podcast, even though I talked about Sonic pie way more than you wanted me to. And then also at times my chair was real squeaky. Thank you for listening anyway. <laughs> and uh, just like Sonic and a chili dog, I'm uh, glad that you're the chili to our dog. Sonic eats other things than chili dogs. That's just like his thing. Cause he's like a nineties boy, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. so Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Feel free to send us an email, same team y'all at gmail.com. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at same team y'all. Feel free to look up our playlists on Spotify. Or if you'd like to watch us podcasts, you can find us on our YouTube channel. And uh, we love you.
0: Not oh. None.